0: Yes. you are welcome to church. I hope you are excited to be here. Say yes. Yes. your neighbor again. You are welcome. Yes. Hallelujah. The Lord is so great and gracious and greatly to be praised. So I am happy to, to be here with you and I am glad to see you all in church. Hallelujah. Praise God. What is today? Hallelujah. Are you convinced about what is today? Hallelujah. Today is Father's Day. I want to say a big congratulations to all the fathers in the house. Hallelujah. Yeah, so it's, um, it's not a usual Sunday. That's why I've been hijacked to, to talk about the Word of God today. Which is, uh, I mean, I'm a very young father. What do I mean by that? <laughs> An inexperienced father, if you put it that way. <laughs> when Eric said uh, he's a father of five. Hey, I teach you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I want to appreciate Pastor Parai, our father in the house, and uh, Dick and Karen for asking me to talk about uh, the word of God today. So it's worthy to appreciate our father of fathers. And that's what the worship team has done for us today. You know, we are here because of the Lord, who is our Father. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God for the fatherhood of the Lord over our lives, who has begotten us and called us sons. The book of 1 John chapter 3 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. You know what it means when you are the son of the president. When you are the son of the king, there's a lot of honor that you go with. Hallelujah. But when you are the son of the king of kings, when your father is the maker of all that you can see in this world, when your father created the whole universe, when anywhere you go belongs to you, because of you are a child of God. It's a great honor. Hallelujah. So I believe that we're excited to have that fatherhood of God. And today we're going to look at the glory. The glory of fatherhood. Hallelujah. So who is a father? I believe we've all, I mean, you are here today because somebody was your father. (laughs) (laughs) So a father gives you a ticket to the earth. So a father is not just any and anyhow man. I'm going to share with you some mysteries of fatherhood today, especially for those that are dreaming to be fathers one day. If you're like that, say amen. Amen. Also for those that are already fathers. You know, you can be a father of one like me at the moment. You can be a father of two. Three, four. In some parts of the world, it can be a fan of as many as 20. <laughs> How many of you understand no, what I'm talking about? I understand. <laughs> in the Netherlands, people have few kids. Hallelujah. Amen. In some part of the world, where it is allowed to have so many wives, thank God it's not allowed in this place. <laughs> you can have as many kids that you don't even know them by name. <laughs> but thank God that... Um, he has given us the privilege to understand fatherhood from the lord himself mm. so i'm going i want us to read a place i want to I make it clear that there's a distinction between a man and a father i hope you understand that mm. <laughs> there's a difference between a man and a father the bible says in genesis let's see genesis the book of genesis chapter number two verse 24 he says, uh, for this cause, so I was curious, where did God use the word father the first time in the Bible? And I realized it's from this place. However, when he talked about this, the man he was talking about, Adam, yeah. apparently didn't seem to have any physical father we can relate to. Yeah. But God was talking about himself as the father. Yeah. So for this cause, shall a man leave his wife, his father and his mother and shall deliver to his wife? Meaning that there is a difference. The one that was living is the man, but the one he left is the father. Glory, glory. So a father is not just any and any man. I don't know how many of you call your father this man.
1: <laughs>
0: you don't. You may tell a story. say, That man from so so and so place did that. But when is your father? No. You say, My father. My daddy. Because your father is not just any and any man. And your father is not just a mentor, or a coach, or an instructor, either. Hallelujah. So a father is one who has poured his life, his identity, his name, into you. Now those that understand science, when they do your genotyping or DNA sequencing, you realize that there is something of your father that is in you. Naturally, through a horse, which shows you that you didn't just land from the moon, yeah. that somebody actually gave you a ticket ah. to be on earth, ah. and that is called Father. Yeah. Can you repeat with me, Father? Yeah. Hallelujah! Yeah. Hallelujah! Yeah. Well, I want to share with you something from Genesis. Now, the point I want to bring out is fatherhood is firstly spiritual. Fatherhood is firstly spiritual. It must begin from that spiritual realm for it to be successful on the natural plane. If you omit that order, things go wrong easily on the natural plane. Am I talking to fathers in the house? Mm-hmm. They can understand what I'm talking about because the fathers here are spiritual fathers. Make no mistake about it. So, fatherhood is supposed to be intentional. Yeah. Although, although accidental fatherhood happens. <laughs> now, assuming that has happened to you, what I'm going to share with you here is going to change your story. Hallelujah. Now why do I say fatherhood has to be intentional? If we look at the book of Genesis, so we've seen that from Genesis 2-24 that Adam supposedly was fathered by God. Hallelujah. So when God was creating the world, the Bible would say, and God said, let there be this, let there be this, let there be this, and they all came. But when it got to the point of God reproducing himself, God didn't just say, let there be man." (laughs) hallelujah God called the meeting of himself the Godhead there was an agreement it was a divine agreement (laughs) a theocentric order said let us let us make man let us reproduce ourselves in our image after our likeness
1: hallelujah
0: so, God didn't just make a random thing. He was intentional about what he was bringing forth. Mm. Now, God's quality or characteristic that we see there is what fatherhood yeah. should begin with. Mm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Now, when God did that, so if there is a chart I put in your plate, if you can look at it, that would be great. On the plate one, that is you. wants to be a father (laughs) when you are still alone it is called an incubation stage because this stage determines what you bring forth (laughs) there is a proverb that says a snake will only give birth to what is long It would be strange for a snake to give birth to a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If Gilbert's son in the future, assuming he marries someone that is like him, if his son becomes as fair as Katinka, who we'll ask him questions? <laughs> or who will ask his wife questions? <laughs> what miracle will happen there? <laughs> So, so, let's go back to Genesis. So, the point that God made man, he told them something. God told them, be fruitful and multiply. 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 That was a divine instruction, a command given to the man that God had made. Now, see, at that point, if you read the book of Genesis chapter 1, until you will understand that there is a spiritual creation and a physical component of it. That brought the things that our eyes, optical eyes, can see now into existence. So, when God was giving that, so He was talking to the spirit man He had made. Hello? Hi. So, it was a spiritual instruction. And the spirit man caught it. Now, in Genesis chapter 2, when Adam became physical, that divine order, divine instruction, was copied, coded into his damn cells. Likewise, the woman's egg cells, such that whenever the, the sperm cell and egg fertilize, there is a transmission of a right to have a human spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a divine order, and that is why fatherhood cannot be allowed to be accidental anymore with this information or with this revelation. we know from, how many of you know that Jesus was born by a virgin? Yes. Yes. Hey. <laughs> so, apparently in the case of Jesus, because there was no living human that could be a father to Jesus, it can only be the father from heaven. <laughs> that spiritual order, the physical component, component of it was put on hold. Such that the sperm cell didn't need to fertilize the egg of Mary for Jesus to be born. What fertilized the egg of Mary? The word of God. What do we learn from these two examples from scripture? There is the real component of fatherhood that comes from the word of God. Without which what is produced can go wrong. Mm. Now, this is an information or revelation for you that wants to be a father. The moment you are fertilizing your wife to produce a child, that is not where it ends. Mm I hope this is not too much for you. (laughs) It's Father's Day. Preachers, preachers, preachers. Beyond your sperm cell, there is the word. Mm. That word determines the spirit man. Oh, yes. That is going to be in that body. Oh yes, by your father. Oh yes, glory. And so you leave nothing to chance, and that is what I call the incubation stage. So you nurture inside you. You know, Paul said something in Galatians chapter four, verse nineteen. He said, "My beloved children, of whom I marvel in belters again until Christ be formed in you." So there must be the Christ spirit, Christ type of spirit that should be put into the body of who you want to father. And that happens through you, what you say. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Yeah. Okay, I believe you've got the message for those that are yet to be fathers or those that want to be father of more. You know, I tell you a story about me, brief one. I'm uh, the last, the youngest of six. I realised I was two because I wasn't there. (laughs) I realised that my parents only had me after they had got wedded in church. So my older ones came before that. So they even attended the wedding. Have you attended the wedding of your parents? was asking the dad, why didn't you invite me to your wedding? I'm seeing these wonderful pictures that I'm not in any of the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> now, when I got that information that I was actually born after my parents were wedded in church, mm. it changed my mentality about myself. Yes. Wow. Really. Uh. I understood that I didn't just come because a man and a woman wanted to have sex. I you not understand what I mean. That I came by a divine license of the order that God had established about marriage.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> then I said, I am a proper child. Of <laughs> 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 course, I didn't tell my older ones. <laughs> <laughs> this is just <laughs> me, my wife. <passions. laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. So, then my point is that fatherhood begins from this spiritual dimension. And that is what determines who you are going to father. See, when you begin it like this, what will happen is the, na- the rest of the stages, <laughs>
1: the
0: rest of the stages eh, of fatherhood will be smoother because you are dealing with a spirit being who is your son or daughter. <laughs> and you talk to the spirit man inside. And because the origin of that spirit man can be traced to how it happened from the beginning through you. Yes. Yeah, is that spiritual connection. Yes. So that when you say, son, this is this, 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 he listens. Because he can recognize himself in you. Oh, yes. Why do you think Jesus, when he was here, always talked about his father? Jesus said something profound. He said, I and my father are one. Ah! There was a divine recognition. <laughs> okay, hallelujah. Please, uh, ushers. I will need to know how much time I have. Saturday. So I, I don't overstay Okay. So the, the, the stage two, you see that when the, the the child has been born, after you have you know done the prayer, there is the walking in hand stage. The father takes. You know, I carefully didn't put the picture of the father carrying the baby by that. now. Now, motherhood. I'm gonna. I won't talk about motherhood today. It's a very key element. Eh? You notice that when God was to reproduce. God called, let us. Hello? Well, thank God men don't have wombs. But I wouldn't be surprised in the future that some men will be having wombs by, <laughs> by, by scientific advancement and craze of humanity. <laughs> but this tells you that you cannot just have kids without a wife. Hello? It is not allowed for a man to just go to East, produce West, South, no, because there has to be an agreement with your wife, just like God call the, the Godhead, let us. So it is the responsibility of the guy who wants to be a father to find the component of the letters, yeah. which is the wife.
1: Yeah.
0: That is a prerequisite. Then do you in church. Then you can start.
1: Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that's how it works. Yes.
0: Okay. So when the baby has been born, so the father takes the baby by the hand, walks with him. Now that is that is part of the things fatherhood requires. You know, personally, when I became a father, I made up my mind that the first days of my of my kids, I'm going to be involved. I decided not to work full-time. I decided not to work full-time and God had my prayer and provided me a position where I can have 80% work so that I have one day babysitting. Somebody says you don't call it babysitting because it's your child. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do I do? I want, to, I want to see and contribute to the progress of the baby because I know he didn't come accidentally. I know that there is the life of me in him. Yeah. I know that he bears my identity. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Now that is a responsibility of a father. Oh, yes. Fathers that omit that step find it more difficult yes. to connect with their kids oh, yes. later in life. Yes. I met a man who told me that if he had known, he would have not worked full time when his kids were younger. I didn't want to ask him more details because I wouldn't want to remind him of what he wants to forget. <laughs> now, there are some questions you don't ask. I just put it and say, thank God I'm not working full-time. <laughs> <laughs> then the next thing, I put here the father carrying the baby on the shoulder. Now, this is symbolic. You know, motherhood carries the baby like this. Mothers to breastfeed. Now, fatherhood carries on the shoulder with intention. See someone is on your shoulder, when someone is on your shoulder, the person can see what you cannot see. Why? The person's view is higher than yours. The success of humanity is that the next generation should be better than the previous.
1: So when a father carries the
0: baby on the shoulder, it's symbolizing that you can stand on my shoulder and see ahead even to the places I, at the moment, cannot see. Mm. Now, when the father does that, if there was an obstacle in front of the baby, the baby wouldn't see an obstacle anymore Mm -hmm. because he's standing on the shoulders of the father. Now, the father moves on and takes the baby through experiments, you know, exploring life, under guidance. No, by virtue of being a few months or a few months' father, I've realized that there is a difference between men and women, father and mother. Yes. In that. eh? Mm. Now, mothers are more caring and protective. that fathers don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Fathers care in a different way. (laughs) Now, every father would like his child or his children to grow up becoming independent. Not that they don't care about the parent, but to stand on their feet. Yes. Uh, no father wants to raise a baby that will be a weakling. Do you understand? Yes. Now it's good for those are fathers and mothers to understand these differences, eh? Because it's good to you know understand the other person's perspective, so I don't counter the ministry <laughs> that the God has put in that person to offer to you, you know. So, <laughs> fathers, when you see mothers protecting their baby, understand that that is what they are supposed to do. They are not asking you to become like them. No. Yes. Mothers, when you see fathers putting their children to explore, also understand that there is a reason behind it. Yes. 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 Hallelujah. Yes. So the father keeps training the child this way. And he will just set the child to go, You know, the first day my baby walked. <speaking> it was so dramatic. <laughs> he just uh, stood up and took some steps. And went I said, Ah, this is the time for the walking. Oh, then we'll, we'll have to have it today. <laughs> of course, my wife would want him to rest. I said, No, no, I'll just take it. <laughs> I'll come. You know, after the first day, the next day, he went to the daycare. When he came back, he wasn't walking again. So, what happened? <laughs> what happened at the daycare? No, 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 no. <laughs> Apparently, at the daycare, nobody exercised him to do that. So we started again. We took the steps, took the steps. We rehearsed it over and over and over and over again that it got into him. Hallelujah. And today he is running. Yes. Okay. Now, <laughs> now, I realize in some other parts of the world, like in Africa, babies walk earlier. Because there are so many people to push them to. <laughs> But yeah, it's just okay. you and your wife and the baby. So <laughs> if you have all gone to work on two and no nobody does that. So what is the father doing? Putting the child to explore life. Hallelujah. And the end goal is that the father will one day send the baby. Now the Bible, uh, the, the, the Bible makes us see that a father is one that sends you farther than he would go. <coughs> Let's see from 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4 verse 14. The Bible talks about uh, Jesus. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. When Jesus was in the earth, where was the Father? He was in heaven. But the Father sent him to the earth. Most of you, your fathers have never Crossed the river in your village. A number of you. The river in your village. Your father has never crossed it. But here you are, in Europe. Child, <laughs> sure. yes. you know when my dad was sending me to school, I know he never imagined that I would be here. He never imagined it. Yeah. But he was sending me, setting me up to go farther yeah. than he would have gone, like. Amen. Yeah. Now, that is the success of what you can call a lineage, or a family. So the aim of fatherhood is that the younger generation should go further. So I'm talking to every father. Assuming that you've not thought of it, what will my children become like in the coming future? I would like you to do this. Check yourself, where am I? What, What are the limits around me? And make up your mind say, my children cannot be limited by distance. They have to go ahead of me. Mm. They have to go farther than I ever reached. Yes. As you mean, in a, in a field, you, you became the, yeah, an authority of a 50%. Desire your kids in their own field will
1: increase
0: yes. to 80%, and they, they are 90%, you know, and beyond.
1: Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Glory. Okay. So I believe you understand uh, the various uh, charts I put there. So I want to move further to, to other rules of a father which I described here. We may not really take all of them, because they are in your building, so you can always go back to them. So there is the place of leadership and defense. So a father, beyond just a ruler, is a leader. You know, the difference between a ruler and a leader is that a ruler makes rules and regulations. So a father is not just there, the one that gives you say, rule number one. You must not do this. You must not do this. Instead of that, he leads. Yeah. Now, a leader means that there is a destination where the leader is leading you to. So there is a family goal. There is a hope that one day these kids will become so and so and so. And the father leads that. And the Bible says that whoever cannot manage his own home Anyone who cannot, does not qualify to even serve in God's house. How serious it is. Hallelujah. Amen. The other point is that a father loves and provides for his household. I want to read a place for, for clarity. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. Now, why I want to make this clear is so we don't misunderstand this place. 1 Timothy 5, verse 8. It says, but if anyone provides not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he has denied the faith, and is worse than an infidel. I wouldn't want you to um, label somebody who happens to be a father, and from circumstances beyond his control, he's at the moment not in a position to provide bread for his home. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Now, if you are the wife of such a person, don't believe to him. That doesn't mean that it is the one that is being described here. No. (laughs) I hope you understand what I'm talking about. Now if you check what it means, the word translated provide, it is pro, neo. And what it means is, in advance, taking thought to make provisions for the home. So he said that anyone that has not done that, any man, our father, who has not thought to provide for his home, is worse than an infidel. What we see today sometimes, some fathers have made that thought, made efforts, but they're not getting the money. So they're not this category. Hello. So in this church, we don't have um, infidels. That's the point I want to bring. Because I know there are some other parts of the world. There are some places actually where fathers just sit there and drink. How many of you have heard of this? I, 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 at least I've been to East Africa. And I've heard that this is common. And these are the ones that go and produce, 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 produce. And they don't care. So, fathers must not do that. Hallelujah. I will move forward. Because I've talked of trends. The last point is accountability to God you know in the garden of Eden when a problem happened between Adam and Eve with his name when God came on the scene who did God ask about it God called Adam so a father is accountable to God for all the kids he produced the less the better you understand now? <laughs> Okay, for sake of time, move to the point three. <laughs> so how, uh, uh, to the point three, the mm-hmm. glory of fatherhood. I, I have two, three things here I mentioned. Now, the first thing is the blessing. I will just quickly have us read Genesis chapter 49 verse 26. Now, in that place, you see Jacob. Jacob became of named Israel. Jacob had so many kids. And one of them was Joseph, who made him to go to the land of Egypt and stay there and even died there in his age. Now, when Jacob was blessing his kids he says something very specific he says the blessings of thy father so talking to joseph he said the blessings of your father who is jacob the blessings of your father have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh my goodness you can read the rest now progenitors talk about his own fathers so isaac and abraham So what he was saying to his son Joseph is, the blessing that I, your father, am carrying is greater than those ones. Now what does this mean? There is a blessing that is transferred through fatherhood to the kids Mm -hmm. that is greater than what your grandfather would have done to you directly. If you want to confirm, in the previous chapter, when this same Jacob was to bless Joseph's kids. He caused a lot of problems. He mixed it up. <laughs> so, fatherhood carries a special blessing, which you must not fail to receive. We yeah. I'm going to briefly talk about how to receive this blessing in the next point. The second point is inheritance. <laughs> hey. Inheritance. The Bible says in Proverbs 13 verse 22 that, you know, a good father leaves inheritance to his children's children. To, not just four. Why i am emphasizing this? I know it's not a problem in this part of the world. I know that there are some places, some parts of the world where people are banking money for their 10th generation. And those that are living in the current time are suffering. <laughs> <laughs> Now that is <laughs> hallelujah. Jesus. So the Bible says two, not four. Two. Yeah. Do you understand the difference? Yeah. So there is an inheritance that the father leaves for his kid that can reach his grandchildren.
1: Right.
0: Not that the man is starving those that are living around him to save money in bank accounts for the 10th generation. So politicians in some parts of the world have embezzled public funds. And people that should receive pensions are suffering. And they are keeping money for their thing that is not what the bible is talking about here so if you become a politician please okay the last point i want to talk is longevity so long life the bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse to say honor your father and your mother hallelujah i'm not going to live long here how long is long okay. Does anybody want to live up to 200 years here? (laughs) Eric wants to live up to 200 years. Anybody wants to live up to 100 years? Okay, there are more people that want to live up to 100 years. Okay, that's good. Congratulations. Now, there is a secret here. That you should honor your father and your mother. (laughs) That your days may be long, that it will be well with you. So if you want to live long, the secret is here. You don't need to, of course, it's good to exercise, eat good food, and basically all of those you don't have any guarantee. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the
0: one that has guarantee is this one. Honor your father and your mother, and your days will be long. So how do you respond to the father? I know that some, some people have not their fathers anymore, but like uh, it's in the bulletin, there are different kinds of fathers. They are biological fathers. There are spiritual fathers. There are professional fathers. There are foster fathers. Hallelujah. Amen. These are all fathers in different areas. Amen. If your biological father is no more,
1: okay.
0: you don't have to worry. You may have a spiritual father. Okay. If you don't have one, you're in amazing grace. Pastor Farris is a spiritual father. So you can go and tell him to see, Pastor, David <laughs> said, say, Oh my mother, my father was say me. The Lord takes me, so. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor says he will receive you. <laughs> so how do you, the Bible says in Ephesians 6, you honor. Honor. I don't know the last time you talked to your father. Assuming you've, you've not talked to your father in years, you have an opportunity today. You can tell him, Daddy, I know I've been far away, but today is Father's Day, I want to make peace. I want to make a good relationship with you again. That is honor. And in particular, those I have not even talked to. You, how many of you have talked to your father already today? Nothing, okay. one, two, three, four. Now, for those of us that have not done that, after service today, wherever they are in the world, thank God you are in Europe, so you can reach anywhere in the world from him.
1: <laughs>
0: Very true, because some places you cannot reach everywhere, like you know. <laughs> pick up your phone and call your dad, buy airtime or use your already preloaded airtime and make a quality time to talk to your dad. Tell him how much you appreciate him. Assuming your father has not been there for you like I described accidental fatherhood. Your, your action can get to help <laughs> and bring him back to fatherhood.
1: Yes.
0: So even if you think he's not been there for you, he's still your father. He gave you the ticket to be on earth. Yes. So, a day like this is a moment to bring back that relationship. Oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Honor your father. Respect your father. Don't treat your father like any man. If you are fond of shouting at your father, <clears throat> insulting him, stop. Yes. If you are fond of making jests of your father before others, stop hallelujah now we're gonna close it here but before we close it we're gonna pray for those that want to be fathers two categories now those that want to be fathers you remember what we shared from the beginning how to intentionally get into fatherhood I'm gonna pray for you briefly and then the second category is those that are already fathers in this auditorium Huh? pastor is going to pray for that category meanwhile pastor is a father of three for those that don't know and he's been a father for many years now hallelujah so he carries a special amount so for your information before he became a father the lord drove me through (laughs) agp i hope you will understand this story but i won't tell it maybe in detail but the thing is when you when you interact so god knows how to place you in environments environments where the spiritual atmosphere of what is required for your progress in life will be accessible to you. I have older brothers who are not yet married, so are not fathers. And the Lord knew that if I continued within the environment of my family, I wouldn't make the progress I've made today. He chose to bring me in an atmosphere. Now, I was made to understand this. And that's why I'm sharing this with you. Now, what I'm saying is for you to take this prayer seriously. Hello? So there is an impartation of the grace of fatherhood that carries you on. Hallelujah. So without wasting much time, if you want to be a father, if you desire to be a father someday, whether tomorrow, whether next next year, I would like you to just raise your hand and I will pray with you Father in the name of Jesus Lord you know how you brought me and just me from far away to this place I never had an idea that you wanted even to make me a father in this place and here I am today after time has elapsed, you took me through the process and you made me a father Lord here are my brethren who also desire to become fathers. Fathers like the Father in heaven. Lord, I pray as their hands are lifted, may that grace, that spiritual endowment from heaven that makes fatherhood happen intentionally, may it rest upon this ones. That they will look back to a day like this and remember that the law imparted upon me grace to be a father and that the journey of fatherhood Lord will be a testimony that will bring you glory and bless many more in the mighty name of jesus we pray amen, amen.